Hey there, this is Joda Tongnapnua, and I have a new and urgent development in this campaign. Nashville Republican politicians and special interest PACs have been pouring tens of thousands of dollars into this race to try and stop our momentum, which is why they've uh, dropped this desperate mailer that is racially charged. It's a dog whistle, blatantly false attack, and it's designed to appeal to our very worst instincts. said he opposes securing that southern border. That is where those drugs are coming from. We were one of the first states when I was governor to send troops down to the Arizona border to help in that securing. It's going to be an issue in this campaign because my opponent has been one of the significant enablers of um, uh, of this problem that we have had. And Stacey Abrams is really weak on crime. Really weak on crime. That's not what you need. Stacey Abrams voted against tougher penalties for violent criminals who assault our police officers. Stacey Abrams wants to turn your wonderful state into a giant sanctuary city for criminal aliens. Please feel free to do a fact check because I believe in fact-based campaign. Cutting Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security to pay for billionaires' tax cuts does not sound like fighting for the little guy to me. You know who will fight for the little guy? Stacey Abrams will fight for a living wage for Georgia workers, for good public schools for our kids, for better transportation in rural and low-income communities. Lois, undecided voters are the biggest idiots on the planet. Try giving short, simple answers. Sir, your question, please. Mrs. Griffin, what do you plan to do about crime in our city? A lot. Because that's what Jesus wants. 9-11 was bad. I agree with that. God, I can't believe how easy this is. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. You're like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! Yeah. What's your deal, man? Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. And note to self, don't die, and they get just so tired, you don't even feel like doing this. Welcome in to the Stone on Air podcast for November 7th, 2018. It's the day after the midterm elections. And what do we find out? A few things. Not things are drastically different, but things are different, and it's important. And we'll get to that here shortly. 
And the biggest thing is, is that I spent a lot of time at uh, Joda Thong Nam Nua's uh, campaign headquarters for a, a viewing party. I, I mean, I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to put it. A viewing party? A uh, campaign gathering? I don't really know. It's new to me. But um, I enjoyed it. I appreciate being invited. I appreciate being involved with the campaign. And we'll get to where that campaign went and to where some other things went here. More important, some not as much. We'll get into that here shortly on the Stone on Air podcast. Sorry, I had a complete wipeout of the first half of this damn podcast and had to redo it. So right on the front end, we're talking about a candidate here that has to deal with a completely red state pretty much all of the time. I'll get back to that more here in just a few minutes. I am going to make this a shortened show. It is a one-segment show since I've gotten started so late tonight, and uh, it's been a busy-as-hell two and a half days. It's been a busy-as-hell last couple of weeks between having fun, hanging out with a pretty girl, and then also trying to get a bunch of work done. It's been exhausting, but it's also been uh, very rewarding as well. But so I'm going to start off with just politics all the way around, right? I've been watching it all night long over at uh, the headquarters of uh, Joda Thongnapnua and then back here at the house for the last hour and a half to try to figure out to make sure where I know where the the majority of the results are before I started this post-election podcast, if you will. Politics are like the stock market. If you look at the stock market for one day and get overly emotional, then you're you're doing the stock market wrong. If you do, if you look at the stock market get, and get overly emotional and get reactional, then within three to five years, you're still doing the stock market wrong. And I think that's true with politics as well. What happens on one election day? What happens on one election sweep cycle, uh, two-year period, is not nearly as important as what happens over a political spectrum over the course of five to ten years. That's what's more important than what happened yesterday. But that doesn't mean that what happened yesterday is absolutely insignificant. And I'm going to come back to what happened to yesterday here in a few minutes as well. But let's just talk random basic stuff here with polling and people voting, the electorate, and the entire election process. Let's just talk about it where it's at from a social media standpoint right now. I saw some people complaining about how they thought it was self-important and narcissistic and just, hey, look at me, vanity style, when I put out the pictures of me, you know, with my sticker on my face or on my dog's face or whatever. Hey, I voted. Look at me. Hey, I voted. I'm so cool. And I would imagine most people would think that I would say, yep, I agree with that. That's nonsense. And that's not true in this case. I think that making it obvious that voting is something that a lot of us enjoy doing and we want to do is something that we all almost have an obligation to 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 sh- spread out there, to litter Twitter, to to put out there on Facebook and say, yeah, you should want to do this. Because really, quite literally, it's actually fun. It's actually exciting. It's something that means something. 
Now, we're not the fr- only free country in the world. I know a lot of people in this country don't understand that. Oh, we're the, we're the free country. No, there's free worlds all over the place. But there's a lot or way more that are not. And so getting out there and saying, yes, this is something I do and it's something you should cherish and want to do as well, I think is very important. But I put out on Instagram my uh, I, you know, I voted sticker and I got a, a darling friend of mine. I love her to death. Haven't talked to her word, you know, spoken word to spoken word outside of electronic uh, conversation in many years. But she put something out that said, well, you know, but it's stupid people and people are too lazy to, to look up the facts shouldn't be voting anyway. And I think that's wrong. I think that's not true at all. I think that that is that is a, a farce to what democracy and the Constitution of America tries to um tries to make a reality for everybody is you you can be stupid you can be dumb you can be white and luckily these days you can be brown and you can be a female and you can be whatever it is you are you can be gay you can be whoever you are and you can vote it doesn't mean that your vote is a highly educated vote i i think if you try to boil it down and say oh only people who can you know understand whatever you know quote unquote understand means or allowed to vote. I think. I think that's. I think that's awful. I think that's a bad, bad uh, uh, approach. Everybody should be allowed to vote, and and that wasn't the point. It wasn't saying nobody should be allowed to vote. I get it. it was more of an ideological conversation on a quick uh, mention on a on an Instagram post, but it got me to thinking about the last two presidents that won elections: Barack Obama in two thousand eight, and Don Trump in sixteen. Why did Barack Obama get elected in 2016? He got elected because a lot of dumb people voted. A lot of people who had never voted before voted. Why? Because there was a this really charismatic uh, figure on their TV screens and on their newfound social media, something that gave them uh, you know the audacity of hope, as he would say. And this just incredible speaker who said these things that they all wanted to hear. A bunch of people that were living factless lives. And a bunch of people who did not have a grasp on reality voted. And because of the nature of the economy and the culture around us at that point, that perfect mixture created Barack Obama. A man who was not much more than a, what, a state senator and a a community organizer all of a sudden became president. Let's jump ahead eight years to 2016. Keep in mind, I was 28 then and I was 36 then and I'm now 38 now. What happened? Disillusioned people. A lot of uncertainty in a lot of areas when it comes to cultural and societal norms. And what did we get? a television star who had no political experience and who was bombastic and very relatable to a big percentage of the uh, of the electorate and what happened dumb people factless living types all started voting for the first time that has happened the last two election cycles before that it was 25 30 years of people who were more conventionally voting and people who are more more conventionally running for office. The last 
what is it, 12, now uh, now 10 years has been a cultural and societal shift about how we, um, how we vote and what we find important in those, in those settings of who is or isn't running for those offices. So if you want to say that dumb people and factless-based people can't vote, well, we're not in any kind of real democracy now, are we? Okay, so that's just um, anecdotal stuff that I'll step away from. Two things that I said I was going to come back to, and then some more commentary, and then I'm going to wrap up this show. Again, a shortened version of the post-midterm elections 11-7-18 version of the Weekly Dose, the Stone on Air podcast. So talking about earlier, the district is so red, and could Joda Tongnapnua win this district? When I first heard who he was and then met him through friends of mine, I said, of course he can't win this. Of course not. I mean, nobody can even say his name. It's spelled T. I don't even have it spelled for me. T-O-H-N-N-U blah, 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 blah. Will even fit on the sign. It's Joda Tongnapnua. But then the more I saw him work this whole year, I got to realizing if you can just identify with people and actually do real campaigning And really, it is an old-school kind of approach, door-to-door, canvassing, phones, mailers, and social media all combined. Maybe you can. I don't have the numbers in front of me. He didn't really even come close to winning, but he had strong numbers for an area that is so red here in this uh, this 30th district of the Tennessee State House. And so I I was proud of how well he worked. He's a young guy. He's going to go a long way. But this is where I'm going to come back to the other thing I said, coming back to yesterday. The place was so bummed out over on Brainerd Road. And I'm going to tell you, it was an incredible spread. We had some incredible draft beer. We had some local whiskey uh, tastings going on. I didn't even get to meet those guys. They were gone before I made it over there. We had some uh, gin and, uh, and, and mixers. And and some and, and some food spreads that were to die for. This was a fun party. And now I get it. I'm just there as a supporter and hoping that a uh, local political seat can be won. And if it's not won, then I can just go home and go to sleep at night because I do not overreact to political victories or losses. Now, I, you know, I have a, a touch of emotion in there. But it's not going to destroy my night, especially when I have to go home and just do an overall podcast that involves this guy's overall campaign plus the entire country's. So I guess to my greater point there is, is that the entire place was so bummed out that Joda had lost his uh, District 30 uh, Tennessee House seat that nobody could really kind of get a grasp that the Democrats were on the verge of winning the House of Representatives back. And at that point, uh, again, nobody knew that it was going to be for sure. That was probably around 11 or maybe about 1030 to 11. The Senate had already been pretty much understood that the Republicans were going to keep that control. A lot of governor's races did not go the way that people had hoped, especially in Florida and where the hell else? Ohio. Again, I'm sorry that I don't have a, a, the 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 numbers and the names in my, in front of me right now. It just it didn't work out that way for me tonight. I did watch once I got home to try to get the best understanding. But several governors' races 
went the way of the Trump campaigns as the rallies have gone so furiously the last, I don't know, months, how many months they've gone. And so many governor's races didn't go the way the Democrats had hoped. The Senate had not gone anywhere near where the uh, the Democrats had hoped. Uh, the two biggest states were Texas and Tennessee, and Bredesen got his ass kicked. I mean, Marsha Trump, or I mean, or I'm sorry, uh, Marsha Blackburn absolutely wiped the floor with Phil Bredesen in Tennessee, and um, the uh, the race in Texas was much closer and fun to watch throughout the afternoon or evening, I should say. But uh, Ted Cruz ended up with a, uh, I wouldn't say a sizable victory, but enough of a victory to know that that was uh, secure. And so I don't know at this point how many seats that the Republicans picked up in the Senate. They kept what they already had of the majority and probably gained. Republicans fared well in the uh, governor's races across the country. But what did happen? What did flip? And I will go back to this is the portion where I said I'll come back to this a little while ago was what happened yesterday. What is different now than what happened yesterday is that the Democratic Party has taken over the House of Representatives. Now, not by a wide margin. I get this. And I understand that over the course of the next two years, if Trump's rhetoric continues and the South Parkification, if you will, continues, which both those two things absolutely will, they're not going to stop on their own. Something else is going to have to derail it. Then it could flip the uh, Congress, uh, the U.S. House, uh, right back the other way. But that I'm not worried about that right now because this is the stock market and I'm playing it right now. And what happened is that the Democratic Party regained control of the House of Representatives. And is that the most important thing in the world? No, but it's in the top five things of the country that's important. And it's worth understanding and realizing that yesterday, this party had zero power in the structure of the United States government. And as we wake up today, on November 7th, 2018, the Democratic Party has control of the House of Representatives, giving them one-third of the um, at least conversation with a little bit of authority amongst the structure of power in this country, which, whether we like it or not, is probably, no matter what side you come from, important to the balance of power of how our our executive branches work. So, like it or not, hate it, whatever, yesterday, the Democrats didn't have any power whatsoever in the United States executive branches, and today, they have a little bit of power. Even if it's a semblance, they have power now. And now, so both parties have shown vulnerabilities, but recently... The Democrats have shown even more vulnerabilities because of just losing the overall understanding of where their quote unquote base is. So this is very important. This could be short lived. It could be gone in two years. Trump could be reelected for another four year term in 2020. The Republicans could hold a stranglehold on the Senate. The House could flip right back 
because the Democrats screw it up like they do so often. And it could be a red wave, if you will, for the next eight to 10 years. But that's where I'm going back to the stock market conversation. You can't know where the stock market is in five to 10 years. It's not possible. It's too volatile. There is too many variables that can change the way the stock market works. That's why you don't invest in the stock market unless you're staying in for long-term, quite possibly, quite literally, most of your life. If you only want to be in there for three or four years, it's going to be so up and down, you're going to lose your damn mind. That's the same thing that politics are. We don't know what's going to happen in a year from now. We don't know what's going to happen in two years and four years from now. You have to ride it out. You have to play the game. You have to follow who is and isn't getting involved. You have to take it seriously. You have to vote. I don't care if you're a factless type. I don't care if you're a dumb person. I don't care if you're the most educated person I've ever met in my life. The Constitution, the freedoms of this country, the freedoms of our entire fucking free world gives you that opportunity, and not only should you do it, you should embrace it, and you should think it's fun and exciting. November 6, 2018 was a great day. Things didn't work out great for my buddy who I had helped campaign for, but albeit on a small level. Again, I'm not trying to take any credit for anything he did well because I was not that guy, but I was there in support. He was my friend. These people were my friend. I enjoyed this event. I enjoyed this entire campaign. It didn't work out there. But the democratic process, the electing of people you believe in, the support of people you know or people you just read about and uh, and, and completely support, all of that is fun. It's exciting. It's things that a lot of people in the rest of the world don't get to experience, and we do. And just because it doesn't go your way one night doesn't mean we need to be sky is falling types. I completely understand friends like uh, Brad Steiner. You guys know Brad. He's one of my best friends. He was really upset that night, thought we lost a lot of ground because of the governor's uh, losses and a lot of the Senate seat losses. And I, I, I I can't fully argue with him on that, but I can just say, listen, there's a glimmer of hope. There's something here to look at that's positive. And there is just being involved in this process is fun, especially at the end of the night, at the end of the day and all the cliches, you came across away with something you didn't already have, which was at least a semblance of control of a, of a large percentage of the executive branch of the United States government. That is a good thing. Now, will it prove to be good in the end? We'll find out and see. But just because our friend didn't win the House seat here in Tennessee and just because Phil Bredesen didn't win the Senate like we wanted and just because Texas didn't go the way we wanted and just because Florida didn't go the way we wanted and whatever Ohio and whatever the hell other states where we start to look at it now and not we but others were like, oh, well, then now, you know, Trump's going to go campaign with the governors in Ohio and Florida and we're going to lose the presidency in 20." Man, man, I'm going to worry about 20 in 20. Today is November 7th, 2018. I've got a 39th birthday coming up next year. I've got a pretty damn girl that I like to spend time with right now. 
The holidays are coming up. It's winter, and I hate winter. I've got so many other things to worry about. The Titans seem good one day. The next day, they're awful. I got Braves baseball going to be back here in February. I've got Bonnaroo lineups coming out in the next two and a half months. I've got so many things that I'm so interested in that are going to happen over the next year or two that I'm not worried about who the governor of Florida is today. And I know that a political junkie is going to look at me and say that I'm a fool. But I'm telling you, it's look at the stock market and ride those waves because you never know what's going to happen within the next year or two. And it changes so rapidly. And two years is gone in a flash. I can't snap my fingers very well. But I'm going to try anyway. I'm gonna, two years are gone in a flash. Can you hear that? Two years are gone in a snap. And what happens between now and then? I don't know. We're about to find out. And I can't wait to find out. And I can't wait for the next election cycle. And I can't wait to put out my I voted sticker on all social medias just to piss people off who think it's dumb. And and again, this is like a parallel universe. Normally, I'm the guy that says that that kind of stuff's dumb. I welcome it. I welcome it, and I think it's going to be all right. So I'm on the way out here with um, uh, Alice Cooper's elected. And I always say, I don't know how long this show is going to go, and it ends up going an hour. It's going, looks like it's going to be right at a little less than 30 minutes. And that's fine with me because I am tired and I am ready to call it a night. Did a lot of things go the way the Democrats wanted tonight? No, of course. Of course it didn't. But did one very good thing happen to change the news cycle at least? To at least give the headlines a better twist? Yes, of course they did. The Democrats now have the House of Representatives. The um, Republicans might have an even bigger grip on uh, the Senate. They still have a hold on the Senate. Might even be bigger. I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers as I wind down the show late night after election night. And the president is still Don Trump. So what has really changed? Not much. Except for yesterday. Except for yesterday, the Democrats did not have any power in this executive branch. And today, on November 7th, 2018, after the midterm elections, the Democrats do have at least a semblance of a power of the executive branch, and I call that a win. Even though my guy here locally in Tennessee did not win, I can handle that. I got to go, guys. Thank you so much for finding the show. A little bit abbreviated this week, and I got I got to go to bed. I'm getting rid of this evidence, and uh, I'm done. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next week. See you. Bye.